What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to the Ancient World Podcast and this new series with Inferno and Dante's Divine Comedy. So we're going to go through the first book of the trilogy and we're going to have about 10 minutes on each episode. And we're going to focus on an overview and then some highlights and then a little bit of context and some interpretation of the symbolism and what Dante is trying to achieve with his work and also why it's relevant for us today. So the first canto is... It famously opens with being lost in a dark forest. So this is how Dante describes his beginning condition of not like having lost his path in life and then being just lost. The English version is midway along the journey of our life. I woke to find myself in a dark wood for I had wandered off from the straight path. So the Italian is nel mezzo del cammin di nostra vita. Me ritrovai per una selva oscura che la dritta via era smarrita. And that sets the tone for the beginning of the whole work. The whole comedy is a movement from being lost in darkness to being happy in brightness. That is the overall arch of the whole work. So he, he wakes up and finds himself lost. Then he walks out of the forest. He sees a shining, beautiful hilltop with kind of beautiful rays from above. He tries to go up a slope up the hilltop, but he's blocked by three beasts, which is a leopard, a lion, and a she-wolf. And they represent sins or categories of sins in the sense of mistakes or unhelpful human instincts that will block our <laughs> ourselves from finding happiness. So he goes back from the hilltop or the slope, and then he meets Virgil. So now you have kind of the main side character of the whole story, along with Beatrice, is Virgil. He appears here already. And he says he will show another path to get up to the shining hilltop, but they have to go through the underworld, like down first, and then climb up the mountain afterwards. And then he will ascend also into the heavens. And the last part will be with another guide. He doesn't name her, but that is Beatrice. And then finally, you have a prophecy about the Greyhound, which will be this idea that will solve the problem of the beasts blocking the way to human happiness and to just felicita, as Dante states, is the objective of his work, to bring people from misery to 
happiness or felicita. And then it ends with that they're starting to walk. So the whole whole narrative sets into motion. So we're just going to read a little excerpt here from Virgil when he says his first lines. It's also interesting now compared to earlier uh, walkthroughs we had of the Inferno. We've also now been going through the Aeneid earlier in March. So we're going to have more context and how Dante is in dialogue with the Roman times and then also kind of the pagan tradition. The Aeneid was written 30 to 20 years BC. So it's it's still, it describes the, the Greek-Roman pagan world. And it's interesting to see how this will change and how Dante's time in the 1300s, uh, the contrasts to what he, for him, was the, the old, the ancient world with, with Virgil. So Virgil says first, No longer living man, though once I was, he said, and my parents were from Lombardy. Both of them were Mantuans by birth. I was born, though somewhat late, sub Julio, and lived in Rome when good Augustus reigned, when still the false and lying gods were worshipped. I was a poet and sang of that just man, son of Anchises, who sailed off from Troy after the burning of proud Ilium. So here he's referencing his own work of the Aeneid, and Aeneas, who is the hero from Troy, who sails like first down like with the, through the Greek islands uh, over to Sicily and then to the coast of Italy and to Latium. And then he is the one who starts the first settlement that leads into uh, eventually the founding of Rome and the whole Roman Empire. But why retreat to such misery? Why not climb up this blissful mountain here, the beginning and source of all man's joy? So this is a the ending of the introduction of Virgil, when he says to the pilgrim, so the different pilgrim is the character in the book, Dante is the writer of the book, because sometimes Dante intervenes in the story and says directly, uh, and addresses us to, as readers, so we're going to use the word pilgrim for the character. So now Virgil is asking him why he's going down into the forest again, why he doesn't climb up, this shining hill. And then, as the pilgrim says that he was being blocked by the beasts, then Virgil explains, but you must journey down another road, he answered, when he saw me lost in tears. If you hope to leave this wilderness. This beast, the one you cry about in fear, allows no soul to succeed along her path. She blocks his way and puts an end to him. That is then again, sins, the mistakes from the Greek meaning of the word sin is just making mistakes, like not aiming the right place. And that is the way that Dante as the pilgrim is supposed to get around this is to go into the underworld down first to learn about the mistakes we do, the unhelpful human instincts. And he has to learn about this before he can get up to the shining hilltop. And then you have a um, prophecy about the greyhound. This is still not clear. It's a bit of an enigma. But there are several theories about what the greyhound that is supposed to end the, the problem with these beasts 
Um, some people connected to different historical figures from Dante's time. You also have the idea that uh, it's Dante's patron, uh, Can Grande della Scala, because he lived between Feltro and Montefeltro. And in in the first canto, it's described that the Greyhound will come between Feltro and Feltro. It might also be an allegorical uh, interpretation of this, which is that uh, Feltro is also an old Italian word for the covers. So there might be an alluding to that uh, what is going to help us as humans uh, being blocked from the good life from our bad instincts, uh, that the divine comedy in itself, the book in itself, is that which will help us to to remove this this uh, challenge and to know how to get around it. And then it ends with the one verse line, then he moved on and I moved close behind him. Meaning Virgil moves on and the pilgrim is following closely behind him. Virgil is also a symbol of rationality and kind of knowledge as well as the as the, the tradition and the heritage. So it's, it's uh, helpful to keep in mind that when Virgil is talking, in some sense it could also be kind of your own intellect, your own reason in yourself talking to you and having kind of a discussion of, uh, of how to manage yourself and instincts and different thoughts and ideas and the guiding lights and the guiding stars in your own life. So uh, that's the overall of narrative plot of the first canto and just a couple of uh, comments at the end here we can see how the first canto has all of the elements of the whole story you have the three realms of which is the three books with inferno purgatory and paradise with the woods which is kind of the darkness the hilltop and the slope which is then purgatory and then also the heavens from where it is the rays of light and the, uh, the morning rays are coming so those are the three realms. And you have the main persons with the pilgrim, and then Virgil, and then also Beatrice, who will be the guide in the third book. And we have the aim for the whole story, like to move from this dark forest up to towards the light. And we also have this uh, call to action. So it sets into motion at the very last uh, sentence, very last line in the first canto, or the first song, as canto is the Italian word for song. Okay, so that's all we wanted to say now about the first canto of the Inferno and kind of the setup for the whole Divine Comedy and how we are setting the action into motion. So hope some of this was interesting and uh, we'll keep moving on then in the second canto in the next episode and see how we're getting towards the gate of the Inferno itself and a little bit more about the pilgrim's doubts and a bit more context for what he's now going to embark on with this whole journey. So thank you so much for listening and see you again in another episode. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.